What's up, everybody? It's We Are Live. Alonzo Bowden is back in St. Louis Helium Comedy Club all weekend long. Great to see you, man. It's good uh, to be seen. That's what they say. Right? Better to be seen than viewed. It's not. Like that. <laughs> right. We, we had you video in for a super fun roast a few months ago. And at that point, uh, we were roasting Tiger King because that was kind of at the tail end of people caring about it. And then now that feels like eight years ago. Well, that, you know, it's one of the things that this is the thing about Tiger King, right? It was our first shared experience during a pandemic. It was America's yeah. first shared experience where everybody had watched it. And the scary thing about that is the United States, normally we take the lead in worldwide events, right? world war, natural disaster, disease, whatever. The best. So, yeah, we're, 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 we lead the way. And then the pandemic hit and they asked, what are the Americans doing? And we were like, we're watching Tiger King. And the, the world was like, we're in serious trouble. We're, we're, <laughs> and it's, they're not going to rescue us this time. No, no, not this time. <laughs> They've, uh, they drank too much last yeah, night. They're, they're not up they're yet. They're done. It's, so, yeah, it does seem, yeah. you know, that's one of the odd things about the pandemic, right? Time is moving so slow. I mean, mm -hmm. it seems like Tiger King was, like you said, eight years ago, and it was just three months ago. Right? Yeah, and that was that was such a fun thing that we did, and it was like, I just remember at the time thinking, like, is it already played out? Like, It was. <laughs> that, yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah. By the end of April, we were tired of it. It was over, yeah. But, but everything, yeah, everything is like that. Like, time is just, it, it's a strange thing. You know, I saw someone in a rush. I was jealous. I was like, wow. <laughs> You have to be somewhere. What's that like? It's like somebody who runs a mask factory. Like what, what? The, the mask guys are making money. You know, toilet paper, right? I mm -hmm. mean, you don't think of it now. That was like three months ago. It was, was like weird. we're never going to have toilet paper. You know, right. hand sanitizer. The bidet was, people were just selling like crazy. Somewhere in Tennessee, right? There's a guy <laughs> with a tractor trailer full of hand sanitizer. Yeah, that he can't make a buck now. He's like, it's over. Thought I had the market cornered. <laughs> Didn't realize they can make more. Oh, right. Yeah, that's how that works. That's how yeah. the production works. Man, so you're you're back touring again. I love seeing that online. And I trust you as a person for your judgment. And I really like it that a guy like you is actually hitting the road and working with clubs because as somebody who puts on events, like it's scary. It's weird. You don't want to, A, you don't want people to get hurt, right? B, um, you don't want to be like that band, like that chain smokers thing where they're like, oh, we're doing it safe, and then cut to video, and it's just a, a mess, right? So is it more just like, fuck it, we're going for it? Or is it you're at a trusting place it's with where we're at? It's not fuck it, but it is, I got to get out. I got to get back to work. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and talking to a lot of comics, a lot of friends, right? So you have those who are like the TV people and this and that who've got a lot of money and can kick back. A lot of them are like, nah, I'm not going to work. I'm just, and you know, good for them. They, mm -hmm. they can, I, I say, I say, look, I can, I can afford to not work. Like I was like, how are you doing? I was like, I can afford to not work now, but I can't afford to never work again. Right. But from a sanity point and from a creative yeah. standpoint, I needed to get back out. And a lot of comics are like that. So we're doing it. And the clubs are doing it, uh, well, this is only my second week, um, as safely as possible. Right. They, they're not, in other words, they're not They're not doing Sturgis Motorcycle Rally where we're just going to open up the bar and let... How was that? You, know, you performed it? Oh, hell no. No, I didn't go to Sturgis. <laughs> I know. Uh, no, but, no, no, no. but no, they're so... 
they're trying to do their best. Tra- everyone's trying to figure it out. But from a creative standpoint, man, the first time I got up live was July 3rd after. So from March, let's see, from March 8th to July 3rd, I didn't do anything live. And longest no, of your I'm career? sorry, March 14th. March 14th was my last live show. By far the longest yeah. I'd ever gone. Before that, the longest I'd gone without working live was three weeks. And that was only because that I did the three weeks when I was judging last comic because we were traveling around as judges right. and not getting to perform, but I was still there. You're still, I was in, still it. in the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's so, the, the longest you've uh, gone sex or, or comedy in the last? <laughs> I was going to say, like, I don't, I don't even know. Like, here's the thing. This yeah. is this is how insane it is. I can't tell you the longest sex, but I can tell you the longest comedy. That's how much it means to you. Yeah. 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 Comedy, you know, like like most comics. But I always tell people, only thing we're, I'm serious about is comedy. Right. Like everything else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out. But comedy. It's, so it was it felt so good to be live in front of people because there's a creative energy that comes. Besides, you know, people think it's an ego thing, and it's really not. Uh, I guess it is for some people, but for me, it's not the ego thing of getting people to laugh. It's the creative energy of being in front of people. Mm -hmm. That makes sense, and that would explain why you have people in New York literally just running out to parks to just do shows for 10 people. You have people on the Zoom stuff doing stand up you've done plenty of virtual shows it would explain why people probably feel like like comics feel like they're losing it yeah, yeah. there was there was one period for a couple of days where i thought i was losing my mind and mm-hmm. i was like am i still funny and and can i do this anymore yeah it really was getting to me for like a couple of days you know zoom people ask zoom this is the difference between zoom it's between zoom and real it's the difference between playing grand theft auto and actually stealing a car and running away. <laughs> That's the difference, you know. Sure. Bit more energy in stealing the car and running away. I would say so, right? And the crowd <laughs> reactions a little more uh uh in your face. So during this time, so you're back out on the road, you've been sober for a long time. I yeah. worry about people that are sober. Does that even come into play during something like this I for you? I think more for the newly sober. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there is Zoom meetings just like anything else. Mm-hmm. There is Zoom 12-step meetings and I think if you're sober long enough where it's just maintenance, right. you can handle it. But sure. if you're newly sober, it's got to be, I could I could only imagine it would be really tough. I mean, listen, man, I'm, a, I'm an old cocaine addict, right? So being locked in a house by myself paranoid was not new. <laughs> like, this, this ain't the first time I've done this. Wait a minute. Are there people in the trees this time? You know, so, right. so they, you know, so it was nice to not have that. But um, yeah, it's much tougher for new because there's nothing else to do. You, the, the level of boredom is incredible. You and can't it, go anywhere. And I imagine that's a, people's escape. Hide out and drink, hide mm-hmm. out and get high. Uh, the only problem is once you do that, then you still can't do anything. Right. That was, that was the other problem. <laughs> yeah. So now, you know, um, I guess maybe in ways it was safer. You're not drunk driving. Yeah. Right? You're drunk streaming. Um, <laughs> Right, man, that could that could end a career too. I'm, yeah, yeah. I uh, I was curious too. As you keep up with politics, obviously you're part of all kinds of different, I guess, panels and organizations, and you're not scared to kind of speak up yourself. How during election season? How do we? It's really easy to just tell people to basically buzz off if there's morons like screaming into the wind. How does somebody like you 
maintain good relationships that deserve to live through an election season? I mean, are you kind of keeping an eye on people? Like you're really going to show me, show me yourself here. I just think about that with you and the way you think and the way you analyze, uh, I guess the, there've been a few people, there've been a few people in my life, in my personal life and professional life that I was kind of surprised at their political views, Mm -hmm. like they're Trumpers. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, wouldn't have expected that from you. And, and it, you know, it's okay. I mean, if that's what you believe, there's just no, there's no logical defense to it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, if you want to believe that, believe that. But my thing is own it. Right. Don't, don't try to justify it. Don't try to make it something it's not. I mean, this guy is before we already knew he was a racist and a misogynist and blah, blah, blah. And, but now he's, he's showing everyone his level of incompetence, right? It's staggering and not just uninformed, but intentionally uninformed, you know? And so, so if that's your guy, own it, don't pretend it's something else. Don't come to me with this. Oh, Obama didn't shut up. Like, it's so weird. You know, you can't. Yeah. None of that. You can't do any of that. You know, if if that's going to be who you're sticking with, then then don't deny it. That's my thing. Don't don't try to bullshit me. But yeah, it's and and from a comedy standpoint, you know, because people are oh Trump's great for comedy. It's like no, he's not. It's boring as shit to mm-hmm. you know. And and I've said the only person who figured it out. I, I always said you can't make up anything funnier than what he actually says. Right. And Sarah Cooper figured that out and said, well, I'm just going to say what he actually says. And good she's for her. made a jillion dollars and, and what and good. Yeah. Good for her. She she if you looked it at out. it for like, OK, is Alonzo Bowden's like straight stand up something I respect a thousand times more than mouthing word? Yes. But there's also people get TV shows that you don't they don't care. like if if you go and get hired to host a travel channel show I'm not, and it's somewhat funny. I'm not judging your comedic chops by that. I'm happy you got a check. Yeah, I'm not mad at her. I, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's a backlash. But it's not. Because yeah. there's always a, whenever you have success, there's a backlash of haters somewhere. Sure. So I'm sure that's going to be, well, she ain't writing. But but what she's doing and the fact that it's her doing it, like the fact that it's a black woman mouthing these words makes it even funnier. Right, right, you right. You know, if it if it was a white male, then it wouldn't be as funny. No, the reaction wouldn't be you the know, same. So so good for her. She figured any in this business, anyone who figures out something, you and know, listen, good for them. If so. you yeah, and she's taken that to Netflix, I read, and I'm just like, good. She can Maybe people would be upset or be like, well, that's not a stand-up special. Who cares? It no, might be a sketch gonna, show. I don't she's know. She's going to make all kind of deals. Yeah. And again, good for her. And and hopefully she can sustain it. You yeah. know, so hopefully she can sustain it. I do not know her background, like how long. Yeah, I, I know, I know I she came, I think she came out of sketch comedy. It is, but I don't know. Yeah. But good for her. You know, this, this same thing happened. It happened when Tiffany became famous, right? When Tiffany Haddish became, where'd she come? It's like, Tiffany been grinding for 20 years. Tiffany started when she was a kid. Yep. I ain't mad at somebody who makes it. I wish they'd pull me along. I, you why know, not? I'm Tiffany, nice why to you every young them? comic. I'm like, you're going to need an uncle. You're going to need an old guy at the barbershop. I'm available. Right. <laughs> when you make those movies. Yeah. No, I, I, to your point too, with the Trump stuff, it's almost like with the comedy thing, it's like, 
And a few Mountain Dew jokes making fun of hillbillies is funny. But like, if that's your go-to every time, like he's the Mountain Dew of like presidents. Yeah, jokes, well, right? you can't, you know, and again, like what, what are you going to tell us? He's an idiot? Yeah, we know. <laughs> you know, we know. And, and you just, but it's part of the strategy, right? Yeah. Because they, he does it to the point that you can't focus on any one area because everything is done so poorly. So like mm -hmm. they said, that thing with, when you, to be a president and have knowledge that Putin put a bounty on American soldiers should be mind blowing. But, but then you have the, the pandemic thing. And then you have the, you know, now his, his guy Bannon just got arrested because the whole wall thing was really a scam. Weird. Yeah. And, you know, and if you were dumb enough to, to, to donate, to build a wall, then yeah, and and all they're gonna do is switch the name of it from the Build a Wall Foundation to the Steve Bannon Legal Fund, and then they're gonna be seeing now it's not a fraud. See, told you. Now we do get to keep the right. money because I am a criminal, you right. know. And it, so again, this is where these people, it's like if you support that, then don't get mad when it's called out. Don't, you know, what you really you just found out Steve Bannon's a crook because everyone knew. You know, yeah. you really you found out Trump can't run a business? Yeah, everyone else knew. He, <laughs> He bankrupted casinos. It, that will always be the one thing that blows my mind. You bankrupted a business that people travel to with money in their pocket that they said, I mean, I can lose this money. Right. And you you couldn't figure out how to make that work. People yeah. walk in the door like, I got a pocket full of money that I can lose. I'm on vacation. I can lose this money. And you're like, how am I going to make a buck? This <laughs> didn't work so. out. Uh, all right. So moving forward, I know the cruises are off the, uh, off the list for now. Yeah. Um, are you, are you working on any drive-in shows, anything like that? Yes. As well? there, yeah. There's a couple that I, I can't really talk too much about, but yeah, there are actually two things in development having to do with the car world that I'm, that I'm working on. I love that for you, man. Like that's your, I don't know if you want to call yourself an expert, but like you've a high level of knowledge with mechanical engineering, with cars with bikes whatever it is i love those opportunities for people like you that because people tune in because they're car dorks and then they don't understand they're like why am i enjoying myself so much it's like well because you have a, a badass stand-up <laughs> comic sitting there running the thing and he's Thank doing you. the little things that um maybe just a host doesn't even know how to do yeah it, it's that my gearhead world gets a crossover in a comedy world and right. vice versa so it's it's a lot of fun and we're talking about it they like it because doing something with cars is kind of a single camera single person thing so they it eliminates all the social distancing and safety and all that production can't figure out yet production hasn't figured out I how to do this yet it's um, crazy to me all the like Zoom meetings you guys have to have. And I, I've, I'm working with a couple ladies that are taking a bunch of production meetings over stuff. Any, But like, I guess to your point, it's crazy to me that like people like yourselves and others aren't like out actively doing so because there's ways to do this, right? Like it just, they have to adapt. And yeah, you have to figure it out, you know, and it's right now the live stuff is easier to do than the on camera. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I was talking to a friend, she's a makeup artist. And this would normally be, she'd be working like crazy right now because we'd be going into fall production of all these TV shows. And she said, if she wants to work, they told her, well, you can go to Canada and you have to pay to quarantine yourself for 14 days. 
mm. and then you would be eligible to work because what the productions are doing is they, they go to Canada where they can work, but they're hiring all Canadians because to hire an American, you have to do the 14, you know, we're not allowed in other countries. No, we're, we're, we're trash. Listen, Chris, we're so, this is how fucked up we are. The murder hornets left. All right. That's where we are as a nation that the murder hornets actually said, you know, it's not safe. It's not going to happen. It's not safe. This We're going to have to, let's get back in the crates and go back to China where okay. we can't, you know. Yeah. It, so, yeah, so it's very difficult. I think um, Tyler Perry is doing like his shows in a bubble. Like you enter the Tyler Perry studio empire, whatever it is, but then you can't leave, you know. And, and again, good for him. There's a lot of knocks against it, and I get that, but. That seems to be... If you want to participate, at least he's giving you an option. Right, he's giving I, you an option. Right, and I, and I get it too. Can I just, since you brought up Tyler Perry, can we talk about the fact that like he's the most made fun of, you know, as, I don't know, I guess that's just people target. And rightfully so, all his movies aren't, you know, whatever. My favorite part is uh, that he's like 6'5", 250. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, I don't think that most of you would say that to his face at a certain point. Maybe they would. I don't know. But I always find that to be uh, Well, he's literally laughing his way to the bank, right. you know. Yeah. And, and yeah, it, you know, it's, again, it's one of those things. Like, he never said that he's putting out Oscar-winning material. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm going to put on a dress and be funny. And he built his audience, right? He, he did. Sure. He built his audience. You know, I mean, you know, I'm like that with The Rock. Like, people love The Rock. I'm fascinated at how bad his movies are. I and yet people still love him. And it's almost funny right? because it's not intentional. It's just, you know, once in a while, okay, the first Jumanji was funny. I had, you know? Man, I haven't seen it. The I, first I saw, one. Oh, like, are you talking about like his Jumanji? Yeah, his. Okay, his I haven't first. seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't see the second one. Okay. Uh, you know, and it, it, but again, people, people like it. So it's okay. You know, one of the bad things about being a comic is... I happen to be friends with literally some of the funniest people on earth. Correct. Which makes my bar pretty high when I watch something as funny. I'm like, mm. or I know when it's already been done. Right. right. It's like, yeah, this is just, they just redid blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So, so that kind of, yeah, it's like they say, you don't want to watch a movie with a filmmaker. You know, you don't want to watch comedy with a comic because we're just like, Right. Let me let me tell you why this isn't funny. Allow <laughs> me to it. ruin this for you. Isn't that the worst? As our our shout out to uh, Nathan, our engineer today. He's like an expert audio engineer. If this wasn't uh, happening with the situation, he'd be out on the road with uh, the Almond Betts Band. This mm -hmm. is who he works with. And if you have somebody like him hearing something or w watching a production, it's kind of like, well, I mean, this is going wrong. I'm like, listen. <laughs> We're going to make it work. Sound, it, sound people are the worst. Like, they can hear things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I, I remember first time I worked on production. and that, that, There's a refrigerator plugged in. And you're like, what the hell are you talking? And then two two doors down, there's yeah. a and you're like, you hear it? And I will never forget his quote. Man, I can hear a mouse fart on cotton. And I was like, then we can't mess with you. All then right. We can't mess with you. That's know? the best answer. So, yeah, it, anybody who's an expert in something sees it different. Like sports, you know, we, we were talking about this at breakfast. You think you're good at a sport until you get around a professional. If you're ever lucky enough to do whatever sport it is with a professional, you're like, oh, so I wasn't even 
Nothing. playing basketball, was I? I was, no. I didn't, you know. I think about that all the time. There's two examples. One from the comedy world. Are you familiar with Michael Costa? On the yeah, show? yeah. He was a professional tennis player. And mm -hmm. he, I always love it when he's like, some of these idiots like go to challenge me to play tennis. Like I was literally a professional tennis player that, and then I played basketball and I played some AAU and, you know, up through varsity basketball, whatever the, the guys that went on to the NBA that I played against it. It's not like you said, it's, it's your playing your version of oh basketball and they're moving through people like they don't exist. Yeah. I've, I've been lucky enough to play basketball back in the day with, professional basketball players and it's literally like oh so you're playing a game with which i am not familiar <laughs> and it's like and your only move is to either maybe if they're on the other side of the court you'll get to run up and dunk really quick like maybe yeah. if something bad happens i could do that or i'm going to launch a three before you're even paying attention but then guys like i played against tyler hansborough in mm -hmm. high school all-time leading scorer for north carolina kind of a joke when he got to the nba right he could literally do anything he wanted. On yeah, a he, you court. know, and, and like Barkley said years ago, he said, listen, the worst guy in the NBA is the best basketball player you'll ever meet. And <laughs> right. it really is true. But it's the same with any sport. Like I have a friend, he played college football. And he said, yeah, we had one guy on our team. He played for a small, who made it to the NFL. He said, he could run backwards faster than you can run forward. You know, he's a defensive back. He's a, yeah, he, could run, he could run backwards. He could run 112 seconds backwards. It was right. like, we would just watch him. He said, we would just watch him. Just, yeah. just wow. Just freak. At, I'm thinking of a guy from the University of Missouri that ran under a four, he ran a 4.29.40 and couldn't start on Mizzou and then got a chance in the NFL and didn't work out. But those are the guys who didn't even make it. Yeah. Like that's, oh, that's so crazy when you yeah. think about that. And, and it's the same thing with, with comedy, right? It's like, yeah, I'm funny. All right, go. Go. You got go go be funny for 10 That's minutes. That's what I'm scared about. Go be funny for 10 minutes in front of this group of people. <laughs> That's pissed from their work week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we get, oh man, are you kidding? I I've had people like, what's the worst gig? I think the funniest bad comedy situation is after last comic standing, Gary Goldman and I were hired to do this corporate benefit thing. It was for a hospice. And everyone in the audience had lost someone at the hospice. <laughs> this is where it's all over. <laughs> wow. And of course, too, like, man, you you two wouldn't even be comforting walking in the room. You two literally look like Gary, Gary played college football. And you, you like you guys look like you're there to enforce, not we make had, people laugh. We, it, but the people had a sense of humor about it. That's, That's what good. made it fun. Yeah. Uh, you know. I think about that. I worry about that with New York and LA. Um, your boy Joe moving to Texas. Yeah, cool for him. That's amazing. I think he can he can make Austin. It'll be weird to see what that does to the economy of comedy and everything like that. But um, I'm worried about LA, New York because that's where you guys go, right? Like you're there working out on a Tuesday night, a Wednesday night, whatever. You're at the Laugh Factory. You're wherever. So that's that makes monsters right it's not to be said you can't live in the midwest tour when you're a certain level right but are we gonna lose that new york grind are we gonna lose that la grind where it's like it's so competitive but no. the population centers no. are like i don't know because it's gonna come back it's good it may be a little different it may take some time one of the things about comedy the reason you never lose comedy because we tell the truth Mm -hmm. we're, just, we're the last truth tellers. We're the first truth tellers and we're the last truth tellers. 
you can you watch the news more and more. It's corporate. It's this, that, the other. Comics call bullshit when it's bullshit. We're, yeah. we're allowed to do that. We're even expected to do that. And we're the escape. Right. We're the escape from reality. So it's one or the other. Either we're going to be telling you so much truth, you're like, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, when Chappelle did 846, right? Which, I mean, one more time, Dave just showed he's on a different planet than the rest of us. I was so, uh, from a door, like speaking at dorky standpoint, like I was like paying attention to how they like, did the filming and all mm-hmm. that stuff of it. Like, again, just want to say wonderful. Yeah. And it, it was, it was weird. You know, was- he said a few things in there that were so like, and it wasn't even funny, but it was so true. So when he talked about Don Lemon, you know, where are the celebrities? And he's like, shut the fuck up. The streets are talking like that. Yeah. That's our job to say that we speak, you know, and, and again, I'm not putting myself on a level of him, but, but that's what we do, and people will always need that. So it will come back. Now, as far as the safety of entering the clubs and this and that, that's we'll figure that out. It's right. going to take some time. People are leaving L.A. People are probably leaving New York, too. The cost of living is squeezing out some people. Opportunities are being provided for people. But we'll still, the, the big cities, and it's also where you have a voice, man. There's an energy, mm. you know, like New York there's an energy to New York. When you're when you walk in the streets of New York, you feel it. it Going it's doing there. six shows and in between you're getting that energy. Yeah, like that. it's yeah. there. So you you know, when you're in LA, we're we're in this LA is this crazy bubble, but we're we're poking it. You know, yeah. we're poking that bubble and we're we're giving them some reality and so on. And then yeah, there's so it'll it'll still be there. You know, like Rogan leaving. You know, Joe. Joe is a phenomenon. Joe could do that anywhere. Joe. Joe is one of those things that was like um, Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah. Right. Foxworthy made this big, multi-million-dollar. You might want to be a redneck empire, right? He took it to L.A. He did a sitcom for I don't know however long, year or two, couple of years, and was like, nah, this ain't my thing. So he went back to wherever he's from and toured live and made a hundred million dollars, you know, because there, there's always something like that, something that happens, someone who's a phenomenon like that for whatever reason. Joe, Joe is that. Do you predict that so, he's going to have a, like an army of uh, people follow him? Like, because if he's going to open a club, there? if he's going to open a club and say, he's either going to a, he's going to elevate Austin comics. Like maybe people are going to come there or he's going to have people that say, Hey, I, I'll live where Joe lives. There's going to be a few that li- live there, but, you know, Joe doesn't No, What's going to happen is, like he said, being in the middle of the country, everyone can come through. Yeah. It's now. Well, like, it's, look, you're here now. Now in St. it's Louis. an easy, well, it's else? a three-hour trip for anyone. Yeah. People are going to go there to work Joe's club. You're not going to live there. I mean, his his inner circle who works with him, they'll move there. Sure. Because they need to. But beyond that, no. Because because Joe's not that kind of guy. Joe's mm-hmm. not like, you, you know, you're some Joe Rogan disciple who moves that, to Austin. That would be weird. Yeah. He'd be hiring security to keep your ass away from him. He's just <laughs> not that. I don't think he's that type of guy. Right. Joe, Joe's his own. I love Joe. Joe's his own. But he's always been his own guy. And he's always found it his own way. Yeah. I, I just, I find it to be fascinating in the fact that... Uh, Right, he's doing it his own way, and it's this 
crazy, I call it almost like an economy, like of things that he yeah. has. Yeah, well, you on. know what Joe's doing? Joe's making stars now. Yeah. That's something that's interesting. But um, yeah, that's that's it. That's not a business model. You can you can't just say I'm going to be Joe Rogan, and it's like okay, <laughs> right. good luck with that. Have you fun. Know? Yeah. Um, so, L.A. and New York, I think, will be fine. L.A. and New York comedy will be fine. It's just going to be figuring it out. The people who are having the, the biggest adjustment are the arena people, right? Well, you got uh, he, so you're Helium again. If you guys are uh, checking this out now. Uh, Brian Regan is yeah. coming here in a couple weeks. Yeah, Brian Regan's coming to a club. He would be doing St. Louis University's basketball uh, mm -hmm. arena two blocks from here if he wasn't doing helium. Right. That things change big time with that because I mean yeah. you can't get ten thousand people in a field safely for right. comedy. So we're you know that's and and what that does it it affects me because I'm the club guy who now the theater and arena guys want the clubs. So, I mean, I'll still work, but it's not going to be the same for me. Like, it, it all trickles down. You know, um, it this happened in acting a while ago, right? I'm I'm a member of SAG because I, on occasion, play a bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> you look so good in a turtleneck, though. I mean, you can't... Yeah. They, sent out, they sent out this thing. It was uh, the last actor strike, and they're like, look, movie stars are doing TV. TV stars are doing guest stars. Guest stars are doing day player, and you're going to be out of work. They were just basically like, that's how it is. You know, you suddenly, you look how many movie stars are doing TV series. There's, so. I interviewed a kid uh, that's going to be on this new series launching on Netflix, and it is like a space, I don't know, it'd be like if Ad Astra was a TV series, mm -hmm. right? Or Netflix series. And He's like a kid who is a Disney star and he's been in other stuff, Adam Irigoyen. And I'm sitting there talking to him about it. And it's like, oh, it's cool. It's nice talking to this young actor and everything. And then you think about it and the the anchor for that series is Hillary Swank. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that is where we're at. Yeah. And it, it's uh, and the weird thing with Netflix is sometimes they have money and sometimes they don't, right? Oh man! Like when yeah. when Eddie Murphy, I love when Eddie Murphy hosted Saturday Night Live, and they had him and Chappelle and Chris Rock on stage, and then uh, I think it was Keenan said, "And here's half of Netflix budget this year." It's <laughs> <laughs> so true, though. Yeah, that's funny. That's a really good point because I guess it's a it's good that Netflix will take flyers on smaller shows and 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 con and. Uh, ideas and it's probably worth it for you to do that at a lesser cost for the marketing of it or something but i've definitely seen like low budget tv like shows on netflix but then they can turn around and you know put out five Chappelle specials so right it's, so, so it's like when you see you know will smith does a what that movie called bright the netflix movie right or how much does it cost to get will will smith to do a movie for netflix like what kind of money let me tell you, the janitor at Netflix, he ain't getting paid because right. they're spending all the money on Will, you know. On the stars, <laughs> man. That's no, I, I don't, you know, it's a weird, it's yeah. a weird thing now, right? So it's, you know, sports are the same thing, like with, okay, so you look at football this year, right? This Will is my we question. look at football this year? Yeah, well, they're yeah. sacrificing the players. <laughs> they're, they're just going <laughs> to the, throw the, them out the free, there. The colleges that, yeah, here's but your, uh, yeah. If you own Kansas City Chiefs, you just paid Patrick Mahomes 
literally half a billion dollars, mm -hmm. right? Of which, what, 100 million is guaranteed, 120 million or whatever is guaranteed. Do you let him play? Do you let your 24-year-old amazing quarterback play while there's a pandemic that you don't know the long-term is like, suppose he got it and then it affects his lungs and he can't run any, like, do, right. you, do you risk that for this season? You know, Tom Brady, who could be collecting social security, but is instead, Correct. because of whatever reason, playing. And if he's been living in the nursing home in the off season, those yes. are just hotbeds. Tom is so old, he can go to practice an hour early. That's how old Tom is. <laughs> He <laughs> <laughs> works. They give him piss breaks because his prostate Why just ain't what it used to be. Why does he play? Is it? Is it? It's the, a, he's a psychopath, and I mean it, that in a good way, I guess. But but the risk, the risk real reward risk. factor, yeah, is zero because there's nothing else he can do. You've won six Super Bowls. You're married to a supermodel. You got more money than God. Like, why risk it all? You know. And then on the other end, you have these young players who have nothing but child support to pay. Mm. So they got to be out there because there ain't trouble. no guaranteed money in football. That baby mama check, you got to write that check every month. That's you knew, right. You knew that. That's you knew serious. that when you yeah. met her. That's right. You knew, you knew it was going to happen. So now, you you know, you're like, all right, get out there. Yeah, you're going to be spitting on each other, breathing on each other, bleeding on each other, sweating on each other. Hope you don't get sick, but get out there. Um, the mm. sheer staff you have to have for a football game. I, I, I get it, but it's so, you know, it's so bad. It's it's like it's bad for them, but they have to do it. Right. And you also have these super athletic alpha males that you can't tell they're going to get sick. You know, in other words, they're like, not me. And, and, he, and I understand that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was in my 20s. Listen, in your 20s, you're an idiot. So right? dumb. That's why you're going to You'll parties. You'll fight people in the street in your 20s. Yeah, you're going to parties where 300 people are in a one-bedroom apartment. You know, because I'm 24, I can't get it. Right, nothing. And and, but I I'm not even mad at 20 somethings who do something stupid. Yeah. I'm mad at 40 somethings who are at Target screaming about not wearing a mask. Listen, you told me you wouldn't bring up my aunt, and that's <laughs> that's a problem. That listen, we're gonna have to talk about that off camera. Yeah. No, that those are the, those are the people too. Where and and then too, the recourse on that. I don't want you to be sick. Like I come from a, a small town, a little south of here, and rightly so, they were kind of maybe rightly or I don't know how to put it, but it wasn't affecting the area yet. And then school starts back up, and it's like wildfire. Mm -hmm. And it's like you guys were really, some people were really hesitant and really almost like outwardly rude to people following like social distancing and mask guidelines. I don't want you to be punished for that, but it's also where it's like you're kind of getting like. You're getting the the toll you that you signed up for. Well, like you know the thing with the mask, and again, this is this is the hilarious selective hearing, right? So, when Colin Kaepernick first started his protest, and he said, "This is a protest against police killing black people and racial injust racial bias in the justice system," he specifically said that. Right? I do a bit mm -hmm. about it, but somehow people heard, "I hate America." Fuck the troops. Like they 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 actually heard something different, right? So mm -hmm. so the masks come out and all the medical people say, listen, it's not gonna protect you. The idea is to keep you from breathing on other people. And we the masks don't work. I can still catch it. Nobody said you could. Like you, you they literally hear 
something completely different than what's said. And I just saw this thing. I don't know if you've seen this. One of the guys who apparently, this was a member of SEAL Team 6 yeah. on a plane saying, I'm not a pussy. Oh, I'm not wearing a mask. Yeah. He, he put it on Twitter, picture of himself. I'm not, And it's like, that's where you draw the line on manhood? Mm-hmm. That's your manhood that you won't wear a mask? Like, you're you, elite, dude. You Why were you? SEAL Team 6. Yeah. And you're saying you're not a man because you're like wearing a mask? And, and Alyssa Milano hit him hard. She said, and by the way, a pussy is tough enough to push a kid out of. And it was like, <laughs> she does have a point. That's fair. She does have a point. I don't think there's any part of you tough enough to push a kid out of. Well, you might want to slow down. <laughs> that's a good way to good note to end on, man. So uh, <laughs> check out Alonzo on Wait Wait. By the way, love tuning in. Love hearing. Uh, We're still doing Wait Wait. We yeah. do it. That's another one. We do it via Zoom. Here's my question on Zoom and whoever designed it. Who thought it was a good idea to look at a giant picture of yourself while you're talking? Listen, you fuckers have egos, and they know it. Nobody, no, you don't. You don't want to look at a giant picture of yourself you're while you your talk. Hair, you're, you're like, yeah, oh, you're like nobody. Going. Well, a few people, a few other than Kanye, nobody looks at themselves talking and says, "Wow, I'm impressed by that." You know what I mean? You're you, disgusted. You, 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 you pick apart your flaws, right? We didn't even get to talk about Kanye, which was good. <sighs> it. <laughs> to sum it up, man, the Kanye stuff, like it used to be like, yeah, I loved some of his albums and he's a, a he's an asshole, right? And I, I even had a story that a friend told me who, my friend makes it to the NFL, he's on the Baltimore Ravens and him and Ray Lewis and like Ed Reed, like people that are known and respected are at this DC club and they're in like a private area, Kanye's there, my friend is a rookie, uh, he's a big imposing guy, but he's just like hanging out, right? My friend happens to be from Oklahoma, Midwest City. Kanye's grandmother's from there. He's like, hey, man. Uh, and he's like standing by like mm. Hall of Famers. He's no chump. He didn't yeah. sneak in. Right. He's standing there and he's like, hey, I just want to say, hey, I wanted to uh, tell your grandmother. I like, he literally like grew up in Kanye's grandma's house, like getting cookies and stuff. He was like, that woman was just, uh, or is or was just really nice to me and nice to meet you. He said, Kanye said something like weird. And then just like stared at him. Yeah. Didn't say anything. And my friend's like, so I'll catch you later. And he, nothing. So yeah. that was my before. Now I'm kind of just like, we're watching um, manifestation of mental illness just explode. Yeah. My only problem with that is there are people suffering from mental illness that really want and need help and can't get it. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy who has access to anything in the anything. world. Yeah. So no, I don't give him, I don't give he any. He pay to have Dr. Drew in a backpack right. on his bag at all times. I give no sympathy. I have no sympathy. Interesting. No pass, I'm none. surprised. Zero. Zero. Yeah. Because I know people who, who deal with issues like this and are working hard to get past it. Yeah, yeah. And to him, it's just an excuse for his ego and publicity bullshit. You know right, what I mean? Right. So no, I have no, no. So if you're trying to get help, then I'm all for it. God bless you. Let's do everything you can. But when you have all the opportunity in the world to get help and you won't, then I don't give a shit. Lost I, cause. I, I could care less about you. And and just shut up. Stop. Because what he does, he hurts people who legitimately are battling 
mental health or mm. or people who don't know better. Like when he talks about wanting to run for president, mm. it's like, listen, stupid. Unfortunately, there are people who actually listen to you. So there's a bit of responsibility there. So please, the next time you decide to say Harriet Tubman didn't do anything, shut up. Mm. You know, don't, don't right. because now you're going to get people who, yeah, Harriet Tubman didn't. And, and now, now, they, now they're getting their ass whipped and failing history. Now they're failing history because they wrote on Thanks, a paper Kanye. something Kanye said. <laughs> Cut him off. Imagine that. Remember in school when you had to show your work? Yeah. Imagine writing Kanye said. So it's it's Kanye's Twitter handle and then a quote. It's like, <laughs> why is there a hashtag in your answer? Sorry, but the name came up, so I had. No, I, I appreciate your perspective on it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go check out Alonzo this weekend at Helium. You guys got to check out a uh, friend of uh, of our show, and he's a, a talented guy. Nathan Orton is featuring, I believe, all weekend. You guys will have yeah. a good time. He's yeah, a talented good guy. Good up guy. and comer, man. Ask him about his brother. I always love that part. Yeah. He's, he's the, the other guys, yeah, he's funny and. Uh, yeah, come on, laugh. If you listen to this, now I'm looking at me. Hi. Yeah, laugh. Okay, here's the cover. And, and let's let's shoot the cover of the. That was like meet the press <laughs> with no budget. That's that's meet the no budget press. Meet the security for the press. This is how smart we are. We're both wearing black shirts with a black background. That's how. <laughs> Smart and professional, we, wanna, we are. We want to maintain our <laughs> our uh, intimidating nature. Is what we are. You don't want us to get up. Is what yeah, we're basically. It'll, it'll saying. be trouble. So yeah. anyway, no people. You, you keep your sense of humor and try to use a little common sense. You right. know that that's how we'll get through this. You know. I appreciate that. People, or total and, anarchy and let's all kill each other. One or the other. I don't know. Can I ride around on like some kind of weird motorcycle with you and like? Throw Molotov cocktails if that's how we're going down. Like I yeah. want you to be my, I want you to be the driver guy. I'll be the, I'll be. I'll the borrow the bike from Jay. Okay, you know we're in. <laughs> Alonzo, good to see you, man. Thank you, Chris. All right, thanks All right. everybody. We are live, live, live.